are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Angel. My good buddy Nick sitting in with me tonight. How is it going, man? You know, it's going. Lots of uh, lots of stuff happening. Um, you know, we got holidays coming up. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, the, the big thing that's happening in my life right now is that the girls went back into actual school school. You know, not virtual anymore. They're 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 back in now. Hopefully, with our state kind of shutting down again, we just got the the shutdown order today. Um, back to curbside and all that other stuff uh, for the most part. Um, the elementary schools are still going in person, and they're doing a really good job. So uh, the girls are just man. I, could, I tell you what, just ecstatic to be back in school. Just excited. I mean, they've been home with me since March. Um, well, that would explain it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's been weird. So I've had the whole family. I mean, Jess is, Jess is home with me too right now um, as of today. Um, but, it, I, you know, I've used to have the whole family here for so long that, you know, when they weren't here for a couple of days, it was just too quiet. Um, you know, I, all I had to do was work. But, yeah, man, that's kind of what I've been – What's what's been up lately. You know, I got other stuff we can talk about later, but just – but just you know, working, writing, trying to get a lot of a lot of writing in when I can, um, and a little bit of hunting, a little bit, not too much, not as much as I'd like. I know you're in the same boat, but uh, but how are you doing, man? How's everything going? Uh, you know, it's it's pretty honestly, it's pretty weird because uh, just with the 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 current situation here at home. I mean, I, I did make it out once, uh, this week. It's probably it's the first time I've actually made it out mainly because I think, um, I'm, I'm starting to really just drive Lori insane by constantly checking in on her and, and kind of waiting on her hand and foot. But she just, you know, kind of said, you need to get out. I need you. She needed me to do that. So, um, so I did get out once. I kick you out uh, of the. I, I kick you out of the house too. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm surprised it took her that long, really. But uh, no, I mean, you know, uh, and I have had a couple of people um, that have reached out and asked. So you know, I'll give a quick update um, for those that don't know. Before I go into this, I, I said something about an episode or so back, um, but kind of. Uh, <laughs> Without any warning at all, um, my wife Lori was was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer back in October. Um, it had spread outside of the um, the area where the mass formed, so it it is stage four. Um, but she had surgery that was successful, and now we're just you know we're we're moving forward with the treatment. She's doing well. Um, the, the chemo is, is a pretty, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is it, it's an aggressive cancer. So the treatment is aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, you know, she, she definitely struggled with it a little bit. She had her first treatment, um, last Monday and that, that treatment process lasts, um, three full days. And, you know, the side effects was pretty rough during those three days and really for the rest of the week, that first week. But this week, she's every day she's gotten a little bit better. And then um, much as I hate to, to see it, she actually goes back Monday for her next treatment. So the cycle will kind of start over again. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, she's, she's, she's doing 
as well as expected as can be expected. Um, we did meet with another specialist to discuss where you know some of this stuff has spread and and they feel very optimistic you know they've they've already started you know thinking about what the uh steps will be uh if they need to do anything you know after after chemo so we're just gonna have to wait and see on that but um you know it's a it's a it's a it's a new it's a new world for me i guess i'm mean, you know, mm-hmm. never saw myself being in this position but uh you know, I'm I'm very confident we're going to get through it. It's just going to be a it's going to be a, a long road, and you know, some of the things that that I have historically been very um, uh, been very free with as far as being able to get out. You know, some of that's going to change a little bit, but I think you know, as as we move as we go down this journey, some things are going to uh, get a little bit better. She did have extensive surgery. So, you know, the biggest part of her, of her, of her challenges since she came home from the hospital has really just been recovering from surgery and she's well underway now for, for that. So, you know, things, like I said, all around it's, it's getting better, but, uh, that, uh, and I know, you know, we were talking about before we, um, before we started the recording tonight we don't there is no guest you're stuck with me and nick tonight but we're gonna try to <laughs> we're gonna try to keep this this entertaining and one of the things that you mentioned that we we kind of forgot about when we were when we were ramping up right before we pressed record was um first of all we'd like to tell everyone listening to this episode happy thanksgiving um and maybe talk just briefly and then we're going to get into some just some random random discussions about things that you know we've been doing over the last month or so i guess but um, wanted to say, you know, just a few things about, you know, things we're thankful for as crappy as 2020 has been. There's always things you can be thankful for. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be kind of cheesy and, and pull from the, the elephant in the room when it comes to my wife. But I'll just say the biggest thing I'm thankful for is that uh, just through a, really just a sheer luck or a, a unrelated medical um, situation that, you know, this this mass was found and while it you know it had spread and it's definitely not a good situation she's got really great doctors that we're thankful for and you know they they seem to have a really good plan and a really optimistic outlook for her future and you know uh, there's a lot of simple really non-important things i could say i'm thankful for but that's not one of them so um i'm I'm really thankful for that. And uh, anyway, well, I'll tell that's, you what. That, that's it for me. I just I hope everyone everyone listening has a has a great Thanksgiving. And now I'll hand it to you, buddy. Well, and you know, just to back you up a little bit, um, you guys got a lot of people in your corner. Uh, a lot of people asking me about you and Lori, and uh, and the show and whatnot. People really care, and uh, Lori's tough, and you you both are stubborn and. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are going to fight this thing and you're going to, you're going to come out of it fine. So we're all praying for you. And, uh, and there certainly is, there's, there's a lot to be thankful for. And I think sometimes we forget that, um, especially when it's as dark as it's been. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at the risk of sounding cheesy myself, but I am cheesy. So not really too worried about that. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I, I know that, being an outdoor show and this hasn't been much of a year for outdoor stuff. And then you got hit with this and, and I know it's hurting you way more than it's hurting me not being able to get out. Um, 
you know, cause you, you tend to get out more than I do. Uh, but it kind of just makes you appreciate when you do get out, doesn't it? Like it kind of makes you step back and say, yeah, man, you know, this is really a great thing. And I mean, I know I've noticed that this season so far for sure. Yeah. And I can, I can echo that. Um, and I'll, uh, I, I, I want to say one thing, follow up. You're, you're absolutely right. There's been a ton of people that have reached out, uh, to support us. I know, um, and a lot of people that listen to the show probably know this, so I'm going to throw this out there as well. Uh, I ditched Facebook a few weeks back um, for for a host of reasons. Not going to get into them. Um, but I will say, and just so you know, Nick, I am probably for um, a, a reason related to Lori's situation. I am probably going to reactivate that, but don't look for me online. Um if, if anybody needs to reach me, you know, you're better off to email me. Um, you can email the show. Uh, I pretty much get all those emails. So don't, you know, I would say don't message me on Facebook while the account may go active again for a little while. I'm not, I'm not going to be actively using it. So um, if anybody wants to reach out, please feel free to, to email the show. You can find that on the, on the website. If you, if you just, want to or feel like you need to well you ain't the only um, one a lot of people are leaving facebook in droves but i will say that i am holding down the fort on the traditional outdoors community page uh and steve will be you know checking that out too so don't think that we're we're, we're getting away from that um we got good people on there and and we got to post a little bit more uh but we're gonna keep that going and uh you know we got our instagram account you know is, is you know we're pretty active on that and uh yeah so those two things yeah and are... i and, and i did create a what i i don't know what you'd call it i call it a shadow account i created an account so that i could continue uh posting and maintaining the the various facebook pages and groups um but it's not an account i'm active on i'm not going to accept any friend requests that kind of thing because i'll be honest that's a big reason for me ditching it was just I, every time i'd log on to do something something would get under my skin and uh, I just don't need that in my life right now. I got I got too many other things that that uh, I have to keep my my attitude positive for, and that was the big reason that I that I decided to ditch it. So, mm-hmm. totally understandable, man. But you did mention. Um, well, first of all, before I get into get into that, is I mean, did you have anything else that you wanted to throw out as far as things to be thankful for? I don't want to cut you off on that. You know, I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. Um, That's a good place to be in. <laughs> you know, I will say this, that, you know, when I was talking about how it was quiet the last two days, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going somewhere positive with this. This is not a dig. I I, I am really... I got, a, I got a, an entire year home with my family. Yeah. And, you know, when the kids are in, you don't really realize how little you see your kids throughout the week. Um, and my wife, too, and Jessica, too. I mean, they you, we have a couple hours when you break it down, you know, two to three hours. Uh, and when you got homework and everything else, it cuts it down even further. And, and getting ready for the next day and showers. And, I mean, women take a long time to get ready. I'm just sitting around most of the time. So, you don't, you just don't see you just don't see them a lot. And 
you know, I've had them either right next to me, you know, cause I've been home working and they've been going to school and Jess has been home working and, you know, we've, we've been a, a really tight unit for a year. And I, you know, there were times where I thought this is just all going to come crashing down and, and we can't take it anymore. And, and we're at each other's throats and, you know, we kind of just established our areas in the house and, and, you know, most of the time we just appreciated each other and, and, and being with each other. So, you know, 2020 for me, I wanted to remember that, um, as just, man, I got a whole year with my family just to see them grow. It's like, I could see the kids grow this year and just become, you know, different people, you know, cause they're just, they're growing and evolving every day. And, you know, and I'd never been invested this much in my kids' education before, um, Meaning, you know, I'd help them with homework most of the time with the new stuff the way it is now, math and everything. I don't know what they're doing. I didn't learn that way. Um, I just do the best I could. And if I didn't know, YouTube it. But, you know, we've had to, we've had to really, since we're basically educating them and have been, we had to, we had to learn everything too and, and be their teachers. And uh, it's been, it's been, it's been kind of cool. It's been kind of cool just to get more invested and it's got us more plugged in. And, and so I'm thankful for that too. Um, that aside from the home front, you know, cause it, the biggest thing that, you know, that stunk this year is that, you know, when you've been, I've been involved with the MLA for quite a while now, Michigan Longbow Association. And, you know, we, we kind of live when, when you live, when you're in a, an MLA member and you're big in archery and, and you live in a state like Michigan, it's just, you kind of live shoot to shoot. I mean, you go and that kind of becomes your extended family and just not seeing all of them and just felt really separate from it this year. Um, that's been tough. That's been really tough. I, I, I made one event all year, didn't camp. There were a couple we could have went to, but we chose not to. Um, and it just, it's, it's been hard to be around, uh, to be a part of, uh, just apart from all that. Um, but it also made me really appreciate the MLA and, um, kind of step back and say, oh man, that, you know, I always wondered if I couldn't do this anymore, how would I feel? You know, how would it feel? You know, cause sometimes, you know, you're just going, you camp and you camp and you camp and you camp and constantly and you're like, man, is this ever going to end? And, and you're like, what, you know? it, it kind of almost gets redundant, but you don't do it. And then you, you miss it. You, you miss the shoots, you miss the camping and miss all those people. And, uh, it made me really miss the traditional community, you know, and I have in the expo and everything like that, uh, in Compton also, um, and GLLI and all those shoots is just, we kind of got a real special thing going here in Michigan. And that really made me thankful for it. And, and I think we'll thrive. We'll get through this. We'll come back. And, uh, it, it'll be good again, but it just really made me, it really made me thankful for that whole element. Um, and man, I feel like I'm going on and on here. I don't know if you want to add anything, uh, but it's, it really has, it's been a year of reflection. It really has, um, to really examine. I mean, everything in my life is different now, everything, my, my job and, and it's probably going to stay different. Yeah. It's not going backwards. A lot of it's good. Um, but my work arrangement, you know, I was a five day a week in the office guy or a four day a week. And now I'm probably going to be the bulk of my week's going to be at home. Now I don't need to do that. My, my job's completely shifting. Um, and I, I totally, 
I kind of I kind of credit the situation in 2020 to that I grew professionally like it shifted me into a, a, a position of need for the for the university that I work at and it it pushed me where I was going faster which I'm thankful for that um, it made me think about my writing and wanted me to send more published works to magazines and things like that you know because I, I kind of haven't been doing that um i was in tbm once this year and i'm i just sent an article in i'll be in tbm tbm again soon um happy about that and um you know really sitting back and thinking about this book and i uh to my next one and i really was was really kind of kind of rushing it and then when 2020 hit i hit a block and i just could not write when everything started happening like i just I, being home and having nothing no quiet time no outdoor time no anything other than a few fishing trips and maybe some stumping trips and stuff. You know, I just didn't, I wasn't in the mood. I only went turkey hunting a couple times. So it was really hard for me to write. And uh, since I, I couldn't really write anything new, I started going back and looking at hunts that I had with you and, and Tom and things like that. Even further, stuff I had not written about that I did not write about in Life and Longbows. And I probably found, I went through journals and stuff, and I probably found nine or ten stories that are all good stories that I never thought about putting down on paper. And, and that was kind of a discovery. Like, I was like, oh, my, man, I got a book here. Like, all I got to do is is figure out how to, how to organize it. So, you know, there's been a lot of good. There's been a lot of good. There's been bad, but there's been a lot of good. Um, you know, I didn't go fishing a lot, but my fishing was great every time I went out. You know, I, I haven't hunted that much this year, but everyone's felt really special so far. And we can talk a little bit about that in camp in a minute. But, um, yeah, that's a long-winded answer, but that's I'm thankful for a lot more than I thought I was, I guess. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I could probably – I mean, I, well, I know I can. There's definitely other things that I could I could bring up. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm thankful Bella's had a uh, another great uh, semester in 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 college. She'll be she'll be headed home uh, Tuesday of next week. Yeah, that's awesome. And she won't be going back until the first of the year. So I'm definitely thankful about that. Um, and you know, she's even through even through all this with uh, my wife. You know, she's she's maintained her grades. She's kept her grades up. She's um, She's a she's a great kid. So I mean, yeah. I mean, there's and I could go on and on. There's there's definitely a lot of things that I could sit here and, and ramble on about. But uh, uh, I would just say, you know, in light of all of the disappointments of of 2020, you know, maybe maybe it's even more important this year when you're when you're sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner to 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 really be thankful for uh, for the good things that that have happened to you as well. Hopefully, hopefully everyone can find a good thing or two. Uh, one thing that I do want to jump in, I'm kind of throwing this out in the middle of things, Nick, but I keep forgetting about it, and I, I made a note. <laughs> I made a sticky <laughs> note this week, stuck it to my monitor so I wouldn't. Um, but, you know, we I do still have all these um, shelves and, and ARS that uh, Blood Brothers Forge sent me uh, that I do want to start trying to, to call out someone each week that's left us a rating or review. So we are thankful for our listeners. We're especially thankful for those that, that take the time to leave us a, a rating or review. 
And I, I basically what I did this afternoon was I picked up my phone and went to the reviews and I, I scrolled through all the episodes till I got to the review section and then I just gave it a big swipe and I said, whichever one lands in the middle, that's the one we're going to go with. So, you know, real, real scientific method for drawing this, <laughs> for drawing this, <laughs> this name out. But, um, the, 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 the reviewer's name in iTunes was MG Mickey. And he stated, I'm, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I'm assuming it's a he, he or she stated, I'm really enjoying the podcast makes the long drives during the work week much more enjoyable. And obviously they were a simply traditional customer as well. Said also, I just received my longbow string and wax and both are top quality. So, uh, MG Mickey, if you're listening to this, uh, drop me an email to podcasts at traditional outdoors.com and, uh, I'll get, uh, I'll get these out and headed your way and for everyone else uh like i said please take the time to leave us a rating and review and i'll be doing this i'm gonna do my best to try to remember it going forward now um for every episode we'll we'll pick a, a name out until we until we run out of these these and i don't know how many it is it's 15 or 20 of them so they'll last a while um but anyway i wanted to make sure i did that this time because i keep forgetting it <laughs> um but no you mentioned um you mentioned you know the the times that you do get out being more enjoyable this year because we've kind of both been in a a bit of a slump and i know you you had a recent uh camp that you want to talk about a little bit mine's much shorter so i'm gonna go ahead and throw mine out there real quick and then i'll let you talk about camp and then i got several other things that i think we should talk about tonight but uh sure um like I said, I think Lori just really either either she saw I was I was about to go completely stir crazy and and mad, or or she really just wanted to get you know get rid of me for a few hours. But uh, she told me I should go out earlier this week, and and I I kind of grabbed my stuff. You know, I've still got a I've still got a stand that I put up on um, some private ground that I put it up like a day or two before. Um, this this whole thing happened with her, and it's still up in the tree. Uh, I've got to go get that thing down maybe this weekend. But uh, but anyway, grabbed a stand, um, grabbed some 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 spare climbing sticks, and just headed up um, on the little property that you've hunted with me up in uh, North Georgia in Hall County, mm-hmm. and uh, checked some areas that I've hunted in the past. Didn't really see much that I. I really like the look of it one of the areas that i've hunted in the past that has a lot of activity typically this time of the year we're on the tail end of the rut now there might still be some chasing going on but i kind of doubt it uh so i started looking for you know something that had still had some browse something that you know uh as as these deer come all out of the the first round of the rut they're going to be you know they're going to be looking for for adding calories so i found a nice little transition line between some some pines and some pretty open hardwoods that still had some good browse that hadn't been uh, hit by frost yet and uh, set up. I only had a couple hours to hunt, actually, uh, but got set up and, you know, I watched the squirrels. I tried to I tried to keep my mind on, you know, the, the things on the outdoors. Every now and then I'd start, you know, drifting back to thinking about, you know, worrying about medical bills and that kind of crap, but... Um, but it was really good just to be out. The you know the air smells like fall, so you got the the um, acrid smell in the air from the leaves that are falling. Those kind of I mean just you know just that perfect time of year in the fall to be out. And then yes, that afternoon I started to say yesterday, but that afternoon because it was a few days ago. Um, as it's as it's getting down to that last light, I I heard 
footsteps and knew it was footsteps. It's one of those things that, you know, every time you hear a, de- a squirrel, you think, is that a deer? But it's, <laughs> when you hear a deer walk, you know immediately that it's that it's a deer. And, you know, it was it was definitely coming my way. It wasn't moving fast, but it it wasn't moving really slow. And I, I knew when I first heard it, it was going to be a miracle if it got to me with enough shooting light. And uh, best I could make out, it looked like it was probably a um, – it was either a three or a four corn. It was, I mean, it was a nice body-sized deer, but it looked like a spike on one side and just a little split tine on the other, and it, it was probably nine to ten yards. Um, and I thought about – I thought about taking the shot just to get some some meat in the freezer, but it was real, real thick. It came in on the thick side of that transition line that I was on, and it was just last light. And while I really think I could have probably made the shot, it was just one of those situations where um, I didn't want possibly my only opportunity to, to go badly, and I didn't want to be out, you know, all hours of the night uh, tracking a, um, a poorly hit animal I needed. I did feel like I needed to be back home before too late, and you know, I just sat there and watched it. I didn't feel bad about not taking the shot. It was just, it felt really good considering. I think that made counting the two hours I was out this week. That probably made, I don't know, eight hours I've been in the woods total, and and you know, I had an animal at, in in shooting range. So everything felt good about it. Um, I'm I'm. I'm probably going to try to get out and hunt a little bit this weekend. We'll just kind of have to see how things goes. And then next week, you know, I, every other week for the for the next, I don't know, tw- 10, 10 weeks or so is just going to be an unknown because Lori's going to be going, you know, back in for chemo every two weeks. So mm-hmm. um, I'll take the days when I can get them. I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I'm not, uh, I'm not. You know, I don't feel like I've been cheated out of anything. It's just one of those things, you know. it's um, She definitely can't help the situation she's put in, and I sure as heck can't help the fact that just the way I made, all I want to do is try to help and fix whatever I can fix, knowing that, you know, the the root of this problem is not a darn thing I can do about it. But any little thing I can do about it just helps me uh, mentally just to be able to, to help her and support her. So, uh Maybe I'm still hoping to get one on the ground, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, same here, man. I'm um, I man, I haven't been out very much. You know, I had COVID for the two weeks there. Um, and man, even now, even now when I go out, it was real cold last weekend. And um, I think I went out the weekend before. I was supposed to take Friday off, and then work came up, and I wasn't able to do that. And um, that was camp. And uh, that's Camp Classy. You know, I want to see the boys. See uh, Jamie, John, John. No Tom this year. That was a bummer. And I didn't actually see John either, Bushin. He, he had something come up, and he couldn't he couldn't be out there when I was out there either. So, and I could only go for the day. So, I mean, you, you know what an ordeal Camp Classy usually is. Um, and it wasn't this year. Uh, it was kind of just... We were thankful just to be there. Uh, Kerry Cox joined us too. Um, in fact, he got a couple deer this year. Didn't get him at camp, but he's been doing real well with his longbow. And uh, got a buck yesterday. I saw. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was really good to see him. And the and the real special part of that particular hunt was you know I went out on uh, early Saturday morning, and uh, 
and got a hunt in and then hunted Saturday evening. And, um, I went, uh, John couldn't make it. I took John Mudry out with me and he would, he helped me drag my deer out last year. And it was the, so again, we were, uh, we were on the 7th of, uh, of November and, you know, it was the 7th of November again. I hunted from the same spot, had the same wind. Um, weather was a little bit, little bit warmer, um, a little bit sunnier. Um, and, uh, I, I had high hopes, honestly. I thought it was going to be, uh, I thought I was going to see something for sure and get lucky. And, and I think the only thing I heard the entire time I was out there was, I thought it was a squirrel. I think it ended up being, uh, Mudry getting up and moving from the spot I asked him to stay. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it it wasn't very good on his end either. It was just a really dead day. Um, but, you know, it was great just being out there, and I sat there the whole time just thinking about, man, how much has changed in the last year since I sat in this spot? Um, and everything just seemed totally different, but, it, again, it seemed a little bit like the same um, sitting there. Uh, but that that was a real special hunt, even though I didn't, I didn't see anything. Um but man, there's a lot of squirrels out there, but that's, that's something else. I got to start squirrel hunting. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be successful every year if I start doing that. Um, and then I went out, uh, last weekend I got in the woods and again, didn't see anything. Um, you know, but you're talking about, I went out Friday night and you're talking about the day before gun and the place I usually hunt was just, both places were just absolutely saturated. There's just stands everywhere. People getting ready for, for rifle. Um, I had it, I mean, they were stacked up on each other out there all right in the front. Um, and there just wasn't any movement and, uh, man, it was so cold, but my lungs burned still from, I think there, I still, still recovering a little bit, but, uh, I sat for like, sat for like four hours. It was a really nice sit. And then, uh, that's the last time I've been out and I probably won't go out again until after rifle. That's, uh, kind of where I am with that. Um, but Again, I've appreciated it, man. It's been, uh, it, it made me write. You know, I went home and wanted to crank out a few things, and I did. And, man, it's funny how that happens. But, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the way my season's been, too. It hasn't been great. I probably only got out a little bit more than you have, <laughs> to be honest with you. And, and technically, you saw more than me, even though I missed a, uh, missed a doe my first set. But, yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I, 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 came back and i was planning to actually get up and go for a little while the next morning and uh between between you know walking around looking for a place with you know a stand climbing sticks my back you know all that stuff on me and and my arms look like i've got road rash where i was climbing this tree and and hugging it was uh real rough bark uh oak so my my arms are all scratched up it looks like i don't know it looked like i went through a war um and i uh laid there in the bed that night and i'm gonna be perfectly honest it's just you know i'm not by this time most years i've been up and down a tree god 75 80 times and my legs were just killing me and i actually just decided not to even go the next morning because i i thought you know what you let your let your let your muscles recover a little bit and the last thing i want to do is go out there in the dark and slip because i'm you know i'm fatigued and anyway you just sure you think about that kind of stuff so much more um when you're you know when you're in a situation like this so 
Uh, again, didn't bother me a bit. I just slept through the alarm and, and went on about my day. But uh, I have, I must admit, I have been thinking about some other things that, you know, over the years I've gotten, I've gotten kind of slack on. And I think you and I were talking about this a little bit. Um, uh, and well, you know what, before I bring that up, I got to throw this out there. I can't believe, I can't believe Jamie took a weekend off. I figured he'd be staying home working on my bow. If he's listening to this, <laughs> he's going to love hearing that. I'm just kidding, Jamie. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, no, I've actually, um, went and dug out all the boxes of, uh, fly tying material. And I've actually sat down, you know, not, not a ton, but I'll sit down for, 30 45 minutes at the at my fly tying table and and crank out a few flies i'm i'm gonna have an army of woolly boogers ready to go come come january uh but i have i honestly i kind of forgotten how much i enjoy just sitting down and doing that it's just i've got so many other things that i'm constantly doing whenever i have a free minute from work i'm either I'm making strings or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff around the house or, I'm, you know, I've, I've got some uh, extracurricular work stuff that I've also got to be working on for some Microsoft exams, those kind of things. But um, I, I just, I don't know, it's one of those things that's always at the bottom of my to-do list that I just never get to. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, I had so much fun that uh, I decided I was finally going to just bite the bullet and order a, a new vice and get a good one you know i talked to um uh brian fleshig when we from mad river outfitters about that when we had i don't even know how long ago mm-hmm. that episode's been um about getting a a, a really good vice one that's uh, on a pedestal so i can tie my table here or i could even you know move it to another table and watch tv while i'm tying that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i've made a i've made a, a huge order i placed a pretty good order with brian i, I felt like you know after I told him I was going to order it over a year ago, I owed it to him to get it from him. But, uh, you know, I ordered a Regal uh, Vice. Nice. And uh, uh, one of the heavy bronze bases. And a few other things. Got some hooks and cone heads and some chenille and other little things. Again, I told you I'm cranking out woolly buggers. But, um, but no, I, I hope that'll be here in a week or so. And then I'm going to send my, my trusted... Dan Vice, I think you called it a Dan Vice, but it's a Dan Vice <laughs> that I'll be honest, man, I, I couldn't, I have no way of knowing just how many flies I've I've tied on this thing, but it's one of the, there's a couple of things that I don't like about it, not just to, to give you the stuff that I don't like. I've tied a ton of flies on it, um, and you may love it. It's, it is a rotary style vice, which I really don't care much for. Um, it's a, a lot of the, the, um, the 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 jaws are metal but a lot of it's made out of a a carbon composite anyway i you know it's just it's it's been a it's been a it's been a good tool for me for many many years but i'm gonna let it see a new life in in nick's hands in a a few weeks well i'm tying with a nine dollar clamp on the table you know vice that's hardly a vice so i appreciate it <laughs> so it'll I, it'll be a huge step up for me uh but i'm pumped that you're tying man and buggers are fun to tie i got to get more into buggers i just what i usually do since buggers aren't all that interesting usually is i just order them just a bunch of them um and i usually just fish black anyway so that's all i've ever caught anything on is black so you know that's not the most 
fun thing in the world. You know, I, uh, another, another listener of the show, uh, Jim Desias, um, he ties some really cool buggers and stuff for tarpon and things like that. Some real colorful things on his uh, Instagram channel. It puts them up there. Uh, Everglades angling. And, uh, you know, I really liked seeing his stuff, but he's, he gets to be a little more colorful than that. And the Michigan, Michigan here, we're kind of just, I've seen some people tie some really cool ones, but sometimes I think those are just for show. Cause if you got olive and black, you're probably going to do all right. Uh, but I got to get into tying those cause you're right. It's almost like ASMR. You can kind of just sit there and they're just, it's like therapeutic just to tie those things. Cause they're not really a complicated fly. They're just, it's just the activity with your hands, you know? I, I do, and, and um, I'll come back to the lily booger in a minute because you mentioned Jim. I'm actually sitting here in my uh, my old Florida bow hunting shirt that that well, I got two shirts from from you and Jim, and Jim actually sent me a few of those those woolly boogers you're talking about. So big shout out to to Jim Desias. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, but um, I was I, I always start out with the woolly buggers because that's probably the fly that I've tied the most in my life, um, and I could feel a little rust, but I you know it didn't take me long to jump back into this. And when I was researching the device, because I I was really trying to decide between the Renzetti and the Regal, and ultimately it just came down to I've never really used or been very happy with the rotary style of this Danvice. So I thought, why buy another one? And that's why I went with the Regal. But uh, as I was looking through some videos on YouTube uh, on Mad River Outfitters, one of the things that popped up was a, a super booger. I think it was called a super booger or super woolly oh, booger. Oh, or, yeah, I've seen I think you're right. And yeah, I, I actually made, I probably cranked out five or six of those. And it's, you know, I've always made it. God, we sit here and talk about nothing but fly tying now the rest of the night. We're not careful, but I've always made my woolly buggers just the way, you know, the way I learned years ago, which is you you tie in your marabou tail, which is, you know, you need to have the tail about the length of the shank of the hook. Then you, um, if you want to really weight it down, you add, you know, uh, a wrap of lead wire or, or wire to the shaft, and you've got your, your cone head. Most all of them I tie have a cone head on them. And then you tie in your your Chanel at the back of the hook and your your hackle at the back. You wind your Chanel, then you do Palmer in your hackle, then you wrap you know tie everything off and you're done. Mm-hmm. But this this um, super woolly that that Brian Fleshig was showing, you actually take your hackle and your Chanel and you clamp those together with a pair of hackle pliers and you twist it. So you're twisting your your uh, feather your hackle around the chenille so that when you wrap it it's 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 already twisted together so you don't have your chenille and then your hackle palmered in mm-hmm. you're doing the whole thing at one time and it's and i was sitting here looking at it going why have i never thought about that that's got to be more durable than the old way because i mean i'll fish i'll fish a woolly bugger until it looks like it was roadkill I fished same, them with same that, here, man. The hackle <laughs> hanging off the back of the thing. I mean, just shredded. So well, they're just one of the reasons why I like them is they're so tough. You can catch, yeah, they, like, they yeah. just keep hitting and hitting and hitting until there's nothing left but the hook. <laughs> and some of these streams here, like the Amaclola, uh, again, you got to come down here and just we got to spend a weekend doing some. We got to do that. Yeah. But the Amaclola, especially this time of year, like you know, it's a delayed harvest stream, so I really like fishing it um january february march and 
the the most of the trout at that this time of year here are, are you know they're pretty much hugging the bottom so when you're fishing these these woolly boogers i mean you're feeling them bounce off of stones as you're going through your swing and so forth but so i use i typically add a lot of weight to them and the same thing goes for the chattahoochee you have to you have to weight them down a little bit to, uh or at least i have the most success weighting them pretty good and getting them down but um mm-hmm. but anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna tie a bunch of these get get to where i'm i'm really comfortable back with you know the the simple stuff uh and then i'll probably start tying uh definitely will be tying some some elk hair caddis dries um hair's ear nymphs prince nymphs uh you know the stuff that i've the stuff that i catch a lot of fish with i i'll be honest for most of the fishing i do here different sizes in elk hair caddis are going to perform about as good as anything and they're they're pretty durable and the best part is they they tend to float no matter what you know some of mm-hmm. the you know the the uh gnats and mosquitoes and the atoms and those kind of things you know a fish or two and and you just you have to swap out flies because they just won't float unless you want to start putting you know uh floating material on them or or spraying them down, that kind of thing. So I just, I've always had real well, good luck with those elk hairs. See, the funny thing about that, and I learned this from uh, from Scott Spray, um, he was telling, Scott was telling me that he always told me that whenever I fished like the Rogue River or anything like that, he's always like, no, what you want to do is you want to, you want to drift caddises and sink them. And, uh, you know, I, I actually prefer doing it that way with caddis flies. Um, I, I don't know what it is, uh, especially if I've got one that's a little dilapidated that I, that I, uh, that I tied. Um, cause I mean, it just looks like a hurt insect on the water. So right, sometimes right. those emergers, you know, you throw them enough to shore, it just acts like an emerger. It just, it just sinks and a little bit on the end of the drift and man, that's a, just a good way to fish. Um, and I was going to ask you, Steve, did you, uh, do you have this fly, fly tying inspiration by, being on the fish untamed podcast with katie <laughs> you know i was gonna i was definitely gonna give katie a shout out so i'm glad you brought that up no it i'll, I'll be honest I, I honestly uh was doing some i mean you've been in my my great room in my basement i was doing mm-hmm. some cleaning down here and i had i had taken a bunch of, i'd taken all of my knives from from lucas ford and and swafford knives and took a picture of them posted them on facebook or something i don't know a couple months back and I'd laid them all out on my fly tying table. And they were still there because I'm a big slob. And I, <laughs> I took, took the picture and it was just <laughs> like, I'll, I'll pick those up tomorrow. And then, then and tomorrow never came. But as I was cleaning that up, I just sat there. I looked at Vice and I said, you know what? When am I going to find a better time? Um, you know, I, I know there's going to be days that I'm I'm just homebound. There's there's I I, I just am not going to have the liberty of, of just up and leaving and going and, you know, hunting or doing something outdoors. So I thought, you know what, there's no better time to get back into this. It's something I've been saying I wanted to do for, I don't know, probably a year or two. I haven't, I haven't really, I mean, I've tied a few woolly boogers here and there, but as far as just sitting down and really tying, I haven't done much in several years. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'll be perfectly honest, Nick, if I should have took a picture of it. I got all of my boxes of, of materials out and it looked like the last time I, I really sat down and tied flies when I finished I just kind of threw everything in boxes and boxed it up so I figured I'd go through and sort all that crap out 
And if you saw how much fly tying stuff is in boxes underneath my fly tying table, you would probably disown me. <laughs> I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars of uh, hackles and uh, saddle necks, dry saddle necks, uh, dubbing material, uh, everything. I mean, you just there. I don't know that there is a fly you can tie that I don't have a packet of the material for it here. And the stuff's just been sitting for. I don't know, well, four or five years probably. I here's my 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 biggest fear when I started going through it as I was going to find it moths had gotten into it. Oh and yeah, it, but nothing has. Everything is just as good as when I left it. So it accumulates quick though, doesn't it? I mean, they they tell you, you know, everybody tells you fly fishing is expensive, fly fishing is expensive, fly tying is even more expensive. Well, fly tying is expensive, but when you start get when you start accumulating materials over time, it just builds up, and before you know it, you've got tons of stuff well and and i will say this looking at the prices of stuff on mad river and going back and and because i'll be honest the only shop that i had nearby here for years that i could go buy this stuff i i I really don't want to call out the company's name but it rhymes with orvis um (laughs) man that stuff is expensive oh yeah same here man that shop is is they are they just are but I didn't have an option when I bought most of this stuff. And I've got just bag and bag after bag after bag with an Orvis tag on it. And I just look at the price and go, oh, God, that could have been my retirement plan. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like I said, you know, uh, uh, you started the thing about Katie. And if, if for anyone listening, I was actually a guest on Fish Untamed, Katie Berger, who was on our show a little over a year ago. Um, I was on her, uh, I was guest on her show a few weeks back and it went live last week. Um, so, you know, if, if, if you don't mind listening to me, go out and check it out. It, I thought it was a great episode. Katie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's, you know, I think I was episode 36. So she started her podcast not long after she was a guest on ours. And I've listened to a few episodes. It's a, it's a real good show. In fact, she's had a, a couple of guests on that I've actually reached out to that we're going to have on. Um, oh, cool! After hunting season. Um, but well, uh, well, funny thing you mentioned about Katie. Um, so the night that you were you were recorded with her, um, you that's the first time that something happened that you that with Lori, right? Well, no. So yes and no. So we had scheduled it like three or four weeks out. Oh. And, you know, she had, we'd scheduled it like two or three times, I don't know, six months or so ago. And every time we'd schedule it, something came up with work or anyway, I had to cancel. And I was bound to determine I wasn't going to cancel this. And I don't remember the exact details, but I want to say it was, um, it was scheduled for like um, the, the Tuesday after uh, she had been admitted into the hospital because, you know, most people don't realize this, but you know, Laura was in the hospital almost a month uh, between um, the time they discovered the mass until she recovered enough from the surgery mm-hmm. to come home. So, but, you know, Katie even asked me if, if I kind of let her know at a high level what was going on. And I think, I think I know where you're going with this. She actually, I told her to reach out to you in the event that I just, couldn't make it and you know and and i finally just said I, i'm gonna sit down i need to get my mind off of things anyway so 
uh, we had a talk, but that led to you recording with her as well, right? Well, yeah. The funny funny thing about that, when you told me or you said you were going to reach out to her to get a hold of me, I actually emailed her. Um, right. Yeah. I was kind of frazzled, and I was like, I was like, all right, hey, um, I can do this. Uh, didn't know anything about you know what what she needed me to do or anything like that. And then you know you could you could record, and uh, and she said, yeah, well, you know, Steve's going to record, and I and I sent her a message, <laughs> the the email. I said, well, I'd probably be better than him. Just saying. <laughs> 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 thanks man i appreciate that but she goes she thought it was funny and she said well you know i think she felt bad she's like you could be on too and i'm like you don't want me us back to back or whatever she's like well no i can we can we can record and i'm like well i got time and we had a, and you and i had an off week um so i sat down and recorded with katie too and that should be coming out pretty soon now uh i'm sure that our interviews are drastically different just by the styles that we have um and we talked about that too because mine's kind of a rambling conversation that lasts about two hours and i think you were a little more (laughs) i know you were a little bit more uh organized than me uh but yeah i'm i I have to listen to yours yet i'm sure i'm gonna enjoy it but uh yeah it'd be pretty cool and you're right katie's so easy to talk to um she's just a just a really cool outdoors person and really passionate about fly fishing and hunting now. Um, but, yeah, she's got a great show. She's had some great guests. She just really does her homework, does a great job. And uh, one of the things we talked about um, was tying for quite a while, but she said the same thing. You know, there's all kinds of fly fishing, you know, flies on the market, but really when you get down to it, if you can tie a hare's ear and a streamer and a, uh, or, you know, a bugger um, and a parachute atoms and a couple other things, that's really all you need. You can pretty much catch anything you need on that. Then it just boils down to size and a couple of little variations. Um, but yeah, I, I just, th- I think it's cool that you're getting back into flying, man. And, uh, we're fly tying and, uh, you know, we will have to talk about that in the future for sure. And I got, I got to give Brian a call too at mad river because I'm, uh, I want to get into tying buggers. And honestly that the shop that rhymes with Orvis is here too. <laughs> and they, they were not only are they super expensive, um, but they uh, they were pretty much out of everything due to the due to COVID. Last time I was in there, the supplies were all down. Really? So yeah, I could not get sizes I want. Couldn't get the cone heads. Couldn't get the you know I, I I was there to buy chenille and cone heads, and I wanted to get bugger bugger supplies. And I just did not have what I had, what I needed. Uh, well, there were a, there were a few things that, but it wasn't many that that. Uh, Mad River was out of. I think there was a couple of colors of something that I looked at that they were that they were out of. But other other than that, uh, sure they're back now and all all good. But um, I said the same thing as you as I want to contact Mad River and find out find out what's going on there. And they have a they have a lot on that site. So they do. And I'm actually so I've got to buy another pair of waders this year. And I I I started to go ahead and do that now. But I think you know I'm gonna I'm gonna build my my fly arsenal up over the next couple of months and i'm i probably won't hit a stream honestly it'll probably be f- late january early february because as soon as season's over i'm actually going to get out and spend at least one day um per weekend for a couple of weekends i'm gonna do a lot of scouting i i slacked off on that last year i slacked off on it the year before and I've got this young kid in the neighborhood that really wants to get out and, and learn 
woodsmanship. So, you know, I'm going to kind of take him under my wing a little bit. So, um, I'm really looking, it's really weird. I'm looking more forward to getting out and scouting in January than I am getting out and hunting right now. And I know that really makes no sense, but, um, I just don't feel like, I feel like even if I, if I managed to take an animal this year, um, I'm cheating because I didn't do my homework. Um, so I really want to get ahead of that, but I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a set of, uh, Sim, Sims G3 pro waders from, from Mad River. I don't know, sometime around the first of the year. Um, well, there I'm you just going to try to put a little bit of money back each, each paycheck between now and then so I can just pay cash for them. Well, that's, you can't really beat those. That's for sure. And it's really not all that weird that you, uh, that you don't feel like this is a, like you're not earning it. Um, because that's the, I mean, your favorite thing is the scouting and you love that. You love the homework and getting that edge and everything like that. So, you know, that rot, that's kind of like robbing you of 75% of the pride of the yeah, whole thing. It, it is, it is, <laughs> it is. Um, but so yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, the waiter thing, you know, they're expensive, but. I will tell you this, I bought cheap waders a long time, and as soon as I bought a real uh, high-end set of waders, I realized that I'd been wasting my money. Oh, so, I, I I, don't fault you for that. I mean, I, John Mundry said the same thing. You know, he had some, he got some G3s. Um, I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, he might have got the guides. I can't remember. I was thinking about getting the guides, the, the Sims guides, a step down from that. Um, but honestly my two cheap pairs of waders are still holding on. Um, and I like to wet wade in the summer, you know, until it gets too cold. Um, so honestly, the first thing I would buy is a really good pair of boots first. Um, just to grab that bottom. And I'm going to have to do that too. That's why I'm saying I'm going to have to put aside some money because I don't, I'm not even going to call off the price because it's just embarrassing. But between buying the G3 waders and the boots, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big chunk of change. Um, but in all fairness, the, the last set of waiters that I had, and I've still got them, they just, they leak. They're not, they're not worth it. They're not waiters. They're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're scenes at this point. They just let water in. But, um, I had, uh, a, again, going back to that name that rhymes with, uh, we'll say Florvis this time, but, um, <laughs> it was their pro guide waiters and they lasted, God, they lasted 10 years probably. But every time I, I'd bring them home, I'd rinse them off, I'd hang them up to dry, um, and I think the this the the material between the stitches just finally gave loose because it. I've held them in the dark with you know lights, and so I can't see where they. There's no holes in them; it's just like yep. seeping through everywhere. So I yep. can't complain. Nope, and I think uh, and actually Mudry had his for like ten years before he got his next set. I mean, it's an investment, you know. You gotta, and I can I can think a few things that that you use that much and be that thankful for, especially when you're in the river. My biggest thing is that, you know, that bottom, we got some real rocky bottoms and some real, I mean, the, a lot of dips and holes and, and it's just real rough terrain. In fact, when I, I brought a friend of mine out from Pennsylvania, he came here and fished with me one time and he was like, man, this, this is not like my fishing, you know, cause they got those gravel beds and, and those flat, shallow areas to fish <laughs> i'd love and to it, see you on the chattahoochee <laughs> oh dude I, mean, I don't even know what i do because i'm like i'm like oh gingerly walking around and you know you're one slip away from ending up 
you know, down river and, and uh, yeah, man, it's, it's those rubber boots just don't grab at all. And, uh, I got some cheap felt ones when I go wet wading and those don't do anything either. Uh, so I, I, I think the first thing I would do is buy the boots. Plus, you know, if you got, if you got those rubber boots, don't give you anything for support. And I'm getting to the point now where my back just can't handle it. I can't stand yeah. in the river on those rocks like that. And in, six hours later you know my back is throbbing so i gotta look into that well the chattahoochee tailwater you will not wade with with rubber sole shoes and i can tell you and i'll have to bleep this but even using felt bottoms with studs it's like wading on greased owl shit <laughs> i mean it it's because they when they release the water it strips all the sediment so all you oh. have is the algae and it just keeps compounding um and i've actually in fact, my is still one of the favorite stories my brother loves to tell. Uh, my brother, um, he still lives in North Carolina, and he came he came here to fish, spend a weekend with me, years ago, and wanted to do, you know he wanted to get out and trout fish. So we spent um, a full Saturday, and I think we spent part of Sunday too, um, fishing on the on the the Chattahoochee or the Hooch is what everybody calls it, and. It was late one afternoon. The sun hadn't set. The sun was, you know, getting low in the sky, but it hadn't set. And I, I had worked my way across some fairly, fairly deep water to get to a, a pool on one the opposite side of the river from where we were at. And I fished it. And I caught I caught several nice fish out of it. And I turned around to go back. And when I turned around to go back, because of the sun now shining on the water at a different angle than I'd looked at going over. All I could see was a mirror. I couldn't see the bottom. I couldn't see anything. And I was probably about waist deep when I started heading back. And I took one wrong step. And I only went down maybe another three or four inches. Maybe six inches. We'll say six inches. But that six inches was enough that now the the force of the water that was hitting me just started sliding me down this piece of shale I was standing on. And every inch I went down, I went two inches deeper. And every two inches deeper, I went, <laughs> I went like four miles an hour faster. <laughs> and, and my brother said, he was sitting there watching me. And he said, all of a sudden, I was gone. And the only thing left was my wolf fedora floating down the river. And then I popped up just a few minutes later. But, I mean, I just went completely under. Oh, and there was man. nothing I could do to stop it. I mean, it was just, there's, it's just that slick in places. Um right below the, the Lake Lanier Dam, like I said, the tailwater. Um, so, yeah, if, if, the weekend that you come, that you manage to make it down here for us to go trout fishing, I, you're definitely going to get to fish part of the, the Chattahoochee tailwater, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It. I've heard more than one people say, if you can wade that section of the river, you can wade anywhere in the world. It's just, it's 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 nasty. Well, that's one of the first things I want to do when, uh, when this all you know, kind of settles down as I, I want to fish out of state. I just, I got to try some different water, um, and experience some of this stuff. And, you know, talking to, talking to Katie kind of made me want to do that too. Cause she does all that mountain fishing and stuff like that. And I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. It just, you know. Yeah. She had a guy on her, on her show that, um, she introduced to me through email that I'd listened to. Um, and I'm going to try to get together with him and, and do a little, he he likes to go and find, uh, I guess you would call it un, undocumented or unchartered. I don't know what you'd call it, but um, 
streams in North Georgia that still have wild brookies. Hmm. Um, and I'm going to try to get up and, and, and hit some of those streams with him maybe. Um, Bella's already said that, and that's the other thing. So Bella, I mentioned Bella's coming home next week. We're going to get through Thanksgiving. And I think she's got one week of, of online classes after that, and then she'll be done. But, um, I bought her a, a four weight rod and reel a couple oh, cool. of years ago. And every time we talk about, you know, getting out and me, you know, teaching her how to, how to cast, something comes up. And we've both made the commitment that while she's home, we're going to get out and learn how to learn how to cast that. And if, if she gets good enough and wants to, we may even hit one of these delayed harvest streams before she goes back um, early January. But uh, I really think she's going to enjoy that if she can, once she can get to the point where Bella's kind of funny. She's really, she can tend to get discouraged because she really is, most things she masters really quickly. Mm-hmm. So anything that she doesn't master right away, she tends to get frustrated with it pretty quickly. So if I can keep her out of that, I got to figure out a way to teach her how to cast so she can be in some manner successful right out of the gate. And then I think she, you know, we'll just try to build on that. And I think, I really think she's going to enjoy it. Oh, I bet she will. Aubrey's like that too. If Aubrey doesn't get it right away, she just commit convinces herself that she's not good at it and won't try it again yeah <laughs> i gotta try to i gotta try to get that out of her a little bit but and she's getting there you know but uh i i've been wanting to take her out to cast and fly fish and stuff too but the river situation here is just so everything's so fast and gets deep so quickly um and we get so much water um that i'd really have to pick like a summer day where we could get out and wet weight a little bit she could uh i bought her waders like three years ago i don't even know if they still fit her um they were way too big um but if i can get her out on a, on a, on a one of those dry spells where the the water's you know ankle deep or a little bit higher i think she'd have a lot of fun but you know give her one more year she'll be a lot taller and i think she'll be, ha- be able to handle a lot of it just fine so so I y'all, y'all don't have any y'all don't have any smaller streams and creeks we do, and I got to get out and investigate some of those. Uh, the problem is, is that, you know, you got to get kind of thick to go get them. Um, and I know the last time I took her out scouting, she didn't like that too much. So, oh, I got uh, you. So, you know, she also got stung by a bunch of hornets. Ooh. <laughs> so I can, and she never forgot it. Trust me. Uh, yeah, actually, so the same thing happened to me. The, the, the one time I took Bella out with me to, to check some cameras on some public land. In fact, it was that it was that track that you scouted with me in August several years ago. Uh, man, I could go up there a hundred times scouting and doing and never see anything. She takes she didn't get six foot off the road into some clear cut and stepped on some kind of ground wasp nest and one of them just in fact she still got a scar on her on her leg from it i mean it it lit her up and it when she um it swelled up so bad and it it just it left like a a dimple scar you can still see it to this day and that's been wow that's been 10 years (laughs) ago or more um you know it was similar i was i aubrey and i were just walking and we were heading back and uh this wasn't a ground you know this was an actual hanging one but um I heard it before I saw it and I came around a corner and I had her by the hand and, you know, I, I almost ran face first into it and, uh, 
I grabbed her up and I turned around, you know, to block her from it. And I got stung once and she got stung about six times. (laughs) And it was all like two on the back of her head, on her back, one on the back of her neck. So she got, she got it. She got it pretty good. You know, I had to take her out and get her a, get her a pop and a, you know, (laughs) slushy or whatever. And, and she, she still talks about it. (laughs) She's like, I don't know why you didn't get, I, I think I slung her around the wrong way and put her right into the hornets. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> now was it was it like black hornets or yellow jackets? No, they were like they were like yellow jackets. Oh, I hate them things. Yeah, they sucked, man. They they followed us too. We ran. I mean, I had her in my arms and I ran her out of there. Um, it yeah, those those suck. But yeah, you know when you got a little kid like that, that happens and it takes them a while. Of course, this is the oh. same kid that you know I dumped her off the bike one time and she didn't ride it again for six years. just got back into teaching just got back into riding bikes again last year but anyway yeah man we got to get out and fish i I, one of these days i got to get down there and do that that'd be so much fun no pressure just fishing that'd be great so you got um i know you mentioned you're you're probably not going to go out uh, until after uh rifle season ends but you still plan on getting out a couple more times this year oh yeah grand valley's got that um that doe call hunt um and it starts december 12th and and you can you can do it till like january 4th or something like that um and you know there's a spot out there that i didn't touch all last year that i like to hunt um and there's actually another adjacent property that opened up to hunt too uh so i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna take advantage of that um i like hunting that time of year um it's you know it's cold i really like it though and i might get out yet for uh for you know in the next i'm gonna get out the next couple weeks too i just got to figure out when i want to go and and where i want to go you know i might hook up with john again and find out if he wants to go hunt out where uh where we do with classy so i'll get out there again but it'd be a shame if i didn't i'll be antsy yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna like i said i think i think this weekend i'm gonna try to go and hunt mornings and afternoons both days may not may end up only doing you know two or three sets but i'm gonna try and then you know i think after that i'm just gonna kind of play it by ear if i get a day that i feel like i can go for a couple hours i I will Um, but i have marked my calendar i know when they were chasing um last week and a little bit the week before so i've kind of already charted out when i you know the second round will hit here i know you know i don't think you guys have a very strong second rut but we tend to have um a bit stronger second run here and you'll still see chasing it god you'll still you'll still see chasing up to march in some in some cases in some counties around here but um the last i guess the last three or four years um usually you know mid-december i'll end up having a close encounter with a good buck especially on that property up in north georgia so um i'm definitely going to try to hunt some that week uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll still have buck t- tags this time. The last time I did that, I'd, I'd filled my buck tags and had an absolute beast that uh, decided to come in and stand 15 yards from the base of the tree I was in, looking the, looking off in the distance the other way. I could have, I could have danced in the tree stand and shot him, I believe. But uh, <laughs> that's always the way, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I guess we ought to wrap this thing up, man. We've kind of rambled on here for about an hour, but uh, it was real good to 
real good to catch up and just have a, a general discussion with you. Uh, I think, you know, we're probably going to start mixing mixing these in again going forward. Maybe try to do a guest every other episode or something like that. So, uh, me and you need to, we need to put our heads together and come up with some, some topics we can map out over the next few months. But uh, Sure. It's always good to kind of come together and, and talk about, especially especially over the holidays, to have these. And uh, we do have some really exciting guests coming up that I think you guys will be really interested in, though. We do. We've got um, we've got a real good um, episode with uh, a gentleman that uh, we we spend pretty much the whole time talking about uh, hiking. He's a big he's a big hiking guy, and and he actually had some very thought provoking uh, questions about uh, interaction between hunters and hikers. Uh, I think that was a real good discussion. In fact. I was going to drop that episode in place of this one, but uh, with with Thanksgiving coming up, we did want to have a Thanksgiving discussion. So that'll probably be the next one on the horizon. We got a another diehard traditional bow hunter that we've got lined up. He'll be on the show in the next few weeks. And and like I said, I've got a few other ideas and talking to to Katie and some others. I've got a, a few people um, tentatively lined up. So uh, we'll get to the schedule. So we got we got a lot of good content coming. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to say that, you know, if, if anyone listening has a, uh, a topic or even a guest, just, you know, anything specific that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, shoot us an email, um, podcasts at traditional com. I think it, is it podcasts or podcasts? Now I got to go look at that. Uh, cause I can't remember. It's podcast at traditional com. So no S. But drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if it's something that we can feel like we can we can talk about on the show, we'll we'll definitely add it to the agenda. Well, Nick, my man, I don't know if I'll talk to you other than through some random messages between now and Thanksgiving, but I, I hope you and your family have an amazing Thanksgiving this year. Yep, you too. All the best to you and yours. Tell them all I said hello. I will definitely do so, and you please do the same. Yeah, will do. For everyone else, as we've said before, hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Spend time with uh, family and loved ones. And if it's more your thing to get out and spend your Thanksgiving in the woods, be thankful for that as well. And we'll have another episode for you in a couple of weeks. Take care, all.